Welcome to the Feminine Truth Podcast with Mary Miranda, a place where you can reconnect with your wild, cyclical, and fierce truth. I am Mary Miranda, a mentor, coach, healer, and intuitive. I guide women on a journey of remembrance, reconnection, and embodiment of who they are, their essence, power, and truth by reawakening the power of their feminine energy, womb, and menstrual cycles. Join me each week to indulge in raw, unedited, and unfiltered topics to help women own and step into their divine feminine truth and become unshakable, unapologetic, and bold in who they truly are. Let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Feminine Truth Podcast. Today, I have for the first time a returning guest, Ashley Mondor. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast again. How are you? Amazing. I'm so grateful to be here with you again. Your energy, Mary, is a whole vibe. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. So why don't we start by you telling us what you have been doing since the last episode that we recorded? Oh my gosh. The main thing that I've been working on is I launched a membership program called Devotion and it's all around shadow work and really learning who you truly are, healing your heart, rewiring your neural pathways, subconscious work, all of that. So I've been devoting so much of my time to this because I have a soul contract to it. So I'm like, okay, let's do a good job. So how did you find out you had a soul contract, like a tie to it or... I had, um, I had multiple healers tell me basically, like I would have this framework for a program and the one, like the last healer before I launched it said, you definitely have a soul contract to it. And I thought, this is why I feel so compelled to it. And so compelled is really the word, like the fire that I have for this is out of this world. And it makes sense, especially during what the super heavy time right now, teaching people how to love themselves. Okay. Yeah. I think like a lot of people can teach that, but the embodiment of loving yourself, it's not easy. It's really hard. We can feel like we like, you know, cause I follow a lot of mentors who teach that too. And I also like have taught that and I like walked a path, but it's, there's such a difference between saying you love yourself when you high five, when you feel you have a good day, But the moments of really showing yourself that you love yourself is when you are down on your knees, when you're in pain, when you have anxiety, when you are procrastinating, when you are not doing what you say, committing to yourself, like when you are not doing what you said you were going to do and you're beating yourself up. And like those moments, the embodiment of self-love is the one that's really going to speak itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel that. And I think the embodiment piece specifically is really walking with your shadows you said it so beautifully like when you're down can you still love yourself when you feel the weight of the world can you still love yourself can you love the fragments of you that maybe you know the world isn't ready to receive can you be so raw real and true that you're like I'm gonna honor myself and love myself no matter what Yeah. And I really feel like even the people that say that they love themselves, they still go through those moments where you just really don't. And you just have to have a lot of compassion and even to have a lot of compassion for yourself is so hard. And even feeling not sorry, compassion and kindness to yourself and like kind of reparenting that inner child at that moment, that's really hard. It's not easy. And it goes in a moment 
situation to situation basis, right? Because it's not all the same. You can say that, oh yeah, next time I'm down, I'm just going to do this affirmations. I'm just going to do this self-care. I'm just going to do happening or EFT. But when you are in it, your prefrontal cortex shuts down, your emotional, emotional body takes over. You don't have control. You lash out and you do the exact thing that you are have you know, you say you were not going to do, you lash out, you do a temper tantrum or whatever. And that's, that's where the, I guess the real test starts of like, if you really love yourself in those moments. Oh, I so agree. And I think too, I feel like we put ourselves in this bubble, right? Especially when you're a mentor, healer, guide, coach, where you create this digital reality that's like everyone is high vibe and loving and it's a spiritual community and all that and then you step out in the real world and you're like oh a lot of people don't actually do this work and you see, you're like what? people think like this they talk like this like oh they don't have the tools like we do so I think seeing that and knowing that and trusting your work is going to work yeah yeah no totally so a big piece of the work that you are doing right now is shadow work it's this going back into obviously when you do shadow work from my understanding and the way that I also do it and coach it it's inner child a lot of inner child healing a lot of looking at your core wounds your ego and all of that like how has that journey been for you lately oh (laughs) I decided this year that like you talked about the embodiment I was going to be the embodiment of my work even if it meant I was wildly uncomfortable so one of the things that I'm actively working on is shame and my triggers and my trauma and my wounding. And so I have started really sharing the behind the scenes of what it takes and what, what I'm walking through, because I want people to not look at me and put me on a pedestal. Like we do with spiritual coaches, all that. I want them to be like, I'm literally right here holding your hand. I know the shit that your brain is telling you. Like, I know what it looks like to have a safety net And you're looking at it and being like, I'm literally watching it dwindle, or I don't have 10 K months yet. I don't have a million dollar business, which is what people are, you know, so sold on and the fear of rejection and failure and all that stuff. And I'm like, the way that I'm going to free myself is by talking about it. So I've just started doing that. And a lot, like a lot of sweat happens, Mary, like (laughs) I have to put my phone down and walk away. (laughs) I'm like shaking, but I would rather be free. Yes. You had a vulnerability hangover. That's what Mm -hmm. we call it when I've had plenty of those here on the podcast, when I think I said too much (laughs) or when I'm like, oh, I never shared that before with anyone. Oh my gosh. And then it's like a full body experience, like the anxiety, the shaking, the, 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 the mental chatter that goes in your mind, the voices like it. And that's when the real work starts. You know, that's when you start telling yourself, no, this is growth. This is healing. Like you doing this, it's healing, even though you don't feel like it's healing. It is healing because like you said, it's freedom. It's liberating you from the chains of what's holding you back, especially shame. Like I think shame is probably my biggest core wound or emotion that I've carried since probably before I was born. I actually believe there is, and and I know this, there is a story in my paternal side of the family that carries a lot of shame. And unfortunately, I have the name of the person that carried that shame. So it's like a feminine lineage type of thing. So there's always been this part of me that I hated my name. 
So like shame for me has been with in my bloodline since before I was born, you know, with my matern my paternal grandma. So like it's not only ancestral, it's not only part of my lineage, but now it's like now I'm living it and it's like okay, like this is I guess it's like a soul contract or it's like a karmic debt or something that has to do around my name, but I just know the shame. I have a lot of shame. There's been a lot of shame, you know? And it's like, how do how does one begin to, first of all, how does one begin to identify that they are experiencing shame? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, this, and I want to just say with integrity, for me, it's like this heavy feeling on my heart. And I know that I'm experiencing shame when I refuse to look at it and feel it. And if I push it away or I don't talk about it, because what will other people think of me? Mm. Right. What if I'm rejected? What if I'm looked at as a failure? What if people won't buy from me? Right. This is my life's work. But if I walk with the shame hand in hand and it's not easy, like Mary said, it's literally not easy, but oh my God, it's so worth it because I have people who reach out to me that it's like, no one is talking about this. I feel so seen. Right. And it's relatable. So we're going to let's let's talk really like because I know we're talking about shame, but a lot of people don't understand why I wanted you back on my podcast. Besides the fact that you're awesome, your energy is delicious. It's a pose. You're like, oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You posted something and I haven't been posting on Instagram because I don't know the vibe with Instagram is just not in alignment with me and the whole yeah I write long captions and it just doesn't go with me you know so I was on it scrolling I admit it I have a cell phone addiction of scrolling and then your post popped wearing a mask and it's not even about the mask issue but I'm just like there was the sadness behind your eyes there was this heaviness this dense energy and that attracted me because I was at the same energetic place at that time emotional place and it's been so many times you know so like the post what got me is this line that you said and I wrote it here it says oh you are you're a different person I thought you read more outgoing and bubbly all the time and I totally identify with that line because I've had this shame around the fact that I am such an introvert. I'm very highly sensitive. I'm an empath. I, you know, I like being alone a lot, but it's also a coping mechanism, you know, it's a trauma response too at the same time, but I actually do like my own company. So that's also part of it, you know, self-love, but there's been this, this duality of who I am different online than I am in person and it has been this battle the past two years of merging both people and it's not like I'm two different people it's just that I have an online business I have a duty to become an extrovert when I have to do Facebook lives when I have to do podcasts like this like if this is not fake energy this is just like how I because I'm doing something that lights me up you know so my energy is going to resonate with how I'm feeling too so it's not that it's fake but it came to the point that I am people started meeting me in person and they're like oh she's so quiet oh she doesn't talk oh she's not bubbly oh she's not high vibe and then it just be it and I started feeling like I was being fake 
and I was being fake. And there was so much shame around it because I'm like, no, I should be bubbly. I should be high vibing person. But I'm like, but I'm really not because there's all this energy that goes on when you have an online business and you're posting, you're putting yourself out there that by the time you turn off the cameras, you are in your home, you just want to be quiet. You know, you just want to be at peace. You're like, and it's, for example, like even networking events, I don't like going, I don't like small talk that kills my soul. Poor soul of mine that dies. My soul dies with small talk, you know, and I used to go to networking events and I used to always feel like sweating. I'll be, I have, I think social anxiety too. So like, it's been a lot of inner work for me to be okay with you know what? No, this is, I'm an, I'm a, I, I guess I call it like an extrovert introvert or something like that and I'm like ambervert yeah I'm like I am like that in my business because I actually do when I do a Facebook live I'm really happy and excited about it but then I come out of it and I'm like not drained but I think I just want to like be in my energy you know being like quiet but there was this this when I read that I was like oh my gosh like I didn't know somebody else felt the same and then there was this shame energy behind that for me that I'm like I wonder if she felt the same way because it's not us being fake for me it's just more that how do we merge these two versions of ourselves into one so that we feel not ashamed of that I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm asking (laughs) why I want to totally see you and recognize you for walking that journey and doing that because I so like the depth of my heart feels that Mm -hmm. it's it's really uh at least for me, triggering when people assume this vision of me that they see online is the same at home. And I understand, right? Because when you're at home in your own energy, you show up differently because it's only your energy. (laughs) And then when you go to networking events or what I went to like a mastermind and people are like, she's so, why is she so quiet? I thought you'd be like, I'm like, I can't, sorry. There's so many people here. (laughs) Like I'm one human. And I think when you talk about merging, that's part of the reason why I posted that post specifically, because I'm like, this isn't, I want people to see the full authentic me and to give them permission to be human and not this person on a pedestal. And if I was brave enough to do this, maybe other people will be brave enough too. And I know when I've had mentors or my other peers or friends or whatever show up and they share their vulnerability and their open heart and their pain and their wounds. There's something about it that I'm like, we're so connected. I want to work with people who are open like that, who feel me, who can walk that journey with integrity. Yeah. And it's about being relatable, you know, and like you said, being human, you're just having a human experience. And it's like, it's, I think, and this is what I had a life coach told me once when it came to dating, he's like, you are having a really hard time because you want this man to see you as this perfect, amazing woman, but you have flaws, obviously like everyone else. And when they start seeing those flaws, they're going to walk away. They're going to take away their love. They are not going to embrace all of you. And that is your fear. And this was a few years ago that a coach told me that. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like this, this idea that we have to be perfect in 
or or act perfect or wear this perfectionism mask in order to be loved accepted and belong and all of this when in reality it's like we that's not the truth of who we are because once we remove that mask or that armor like we crumble if we are not strong enough you know Mm, and I so one of the narratives that I had in my head why I was so afraid of showing all of me was imperfection doesn't sell only success sells. And so I thought if people saw my wounds, they wouldn't think that I was confident or strong enough or knowledgeable enough to be able to walk with them. But it's not true, right? Sure. It's flashy to see your hundred thousand bajillion dollar month, right? That's because that's what gets people the baseline of health money relationships. Those are the subconscious things that sell. But when you only see in our industry success, it's, it's unattainable for a lot of us who are just trying to, you know, do something that we love and build a business with people who are directly called to us and who want to do it in a, in an authentic way where it's like, here's my heart. If you feel connected, like, let's do this. If you only want money wins, find someone else to do that. Right. But the shame of I have to stay in this certain box for you to make you feel comfortable so that we can work together because I also need to eat. (laughs) There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And I don't think a lot of us or coaches or a lot of people realize that in our imperfections, in our struggles, that's still giving us a lot of lessons to be able to walk with our clients or the women that come in trusting us with guiding them on this journey of healing and it's like, oh, wow, like I should. And this is something that I'm still working on every day. It's like, I cannot call myself too damaged, too broken. And there's times that I felt like that. I'm just so damaged. I'm so broken. Like who's going to want to work with me? But then when I just like, when that, my inner child starts saying those things, I go in and I'm like, yeah, but everything you went through has helped you become who you are today and you are growing from this eight-year-old inner child you're growing to a teenager so like at the same time that I'm reparenting I'm seeing my inner child grow you know and it's this journey of it's okay because what you went through it's going to help someone else too because you are going you are learning all this ways of healing and you have all this experience that when someone comes into your container of coaching with you you can be like I understand I went through that I understand I also went through that so I this is this is a path of how I healed and then just guiding them on the right path for themselves you know but it's just like having that experience that is so relatable and so valuable that a lot of us don't really see it when we're going through the mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, that. Yeah. So, like, how you as how do you as a coach navigate those times where you are in the mess and you feel like you're not good enough as a coach? I don't know if that comes up for you or who's gonna want to hire me if they knew what I'm going through. Like, how do you navigate yourself through that? That's such a good question and. Um, right. Human moments. My God, I'm always working on that because my ego is so loud. (laughs) Can we chill please? So I have a practice actually that I think everyone in the world should have. And I call it a side by soul. So what you do is you draw a line down the middle of your paper and on the left side, you just write all of the thoughts that are coming through. They're all your ego thoughts. 
right? Just put them on paper, let them be because they just want to be seen and acknowledged as the shadow side. And then I switch over and it's like, when you walk over this line, what would your soul believe to be true? Because to me, that's actually the truth. So then I write down the opposite, more loving, higher vibrational thoughts that are actually soul truth. And every single time, no joke, it totally shifts your energy. You're like, well, that's inner work to me. Right. And I think too, and you talked about this, especially when we were talking in DMS, it was like, how would I lead myself verbatim? How would I lead myself? If I were the client in this situation, yeah. that's integrity, that's embodiment of your work. Right. Yeah. Because if you are not being your best client, if you are not leading yourself in the work that you do or how you guide other women, like how are you in integrity with your work? You know, it's like telling someone, oh, go and run 10 miles, but then you don't even run one mile. It's like, how are you gonna, you have to walk the talk, you know, you have to be the embodiment of the work that you do or what you're coaching too. Because I don't know, for me, for me, it's like, I only guide and coach and mentor women on things that I've been through. Could I coach on something else? Yes, absolutely. But I think it's more powerful and I feel it's more powerful for me to only guide women on what I have been through because I'm successful in navigating those paths. And I know the way of those paths. Oh I, don't know the way, I don't know the way of how to make a million dollars. I don't know the way of that financial freedom and wealth. I don't. So I will not be coaching women on money mindset or anything like that, you know? So it's like, I have to stick with my experience. Oh my God. I love that. And thank you for the work that you do because through your integrity, you know, exactly the pain points. Like, you know, what it feels like to have a crushed heart in that way. You know, what divorce feels like, you know, what the thoughts are and all of the shame and the spiral and the anxiety. Right. And if you can lead yourself through that, oh my God, that is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you as a coach and with this post that was so powerful and I'm actually going to post the link to in the show notes for the post because I think that was just so freaking powerful and it had a lot of engagement too by the way I was like whoa I know a lot of women like because it's like things that are we want to talk about we go through but there's a lot of shame around it there's a lot of shame that I'm scared that if I share this no one is going to hire me. Like people are going to leave me. It's like, how did you, how were you able to navigate yourself in order to post that? Um, oh, that's good. First off, I, I seriously sweat a lot. Like I hit the publish <laughs> button. I ran away from my phone because I just needed a moment. Um, I had to do uh, five, seven, eight breathing. I had to do rounds of it because I had to, t- I had it. I had to shift my nervous system back into safety. Because when you do something so big and you have fear of rejection, right? What if no one works with me again? Your thoughts spiral out. So I just came back home to me. And then what was really reassuring when I posted it, it was like, I did that for me. Sure. Other people were impacted, but that was me speaking my truth in this moment. And I felt like, fuck, I'm powerful. Like if I could bear my bones out in this way, people are going to be like, what? And I had people leave. Like I had people unfollow me. 
But what was cooler is the messages I received in the DMs from women who felt so seen. Like I talked about how I've gained weight in this relationship, like 10 or 15 pounds or something. I carry like the voices of shame in there. What you know, not being like having clients knocking on my door with a wait list for 17 years, you know, like talking about these things and having people feel seen was so much more loving and powerful to my heart than keeping it to myself. But God, it was scary. <laughs> no, it's totally scary. And I think this should be some more talked about that what happens after we hit publish or send or whatever. There's a lot of coaches who who have this regulator nervous systems. And then there if that's not safe, that doesn't feel safe, you know. So like there's a lot of self-care that goes on for so many people after we hit publish or sent or something and something that is so vulnerable you know something that you have been struggling with and now it's like god the world is gonna really see me it's that feeling i'm really going to be seen and some people are going to change their mindset or how they view me and they're going to unfollow me they're going to reject me like um, am i gonna be hated am i gonna gonna be like like there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when you know a lot of like the the inner critic like the ego like it's it's intense and i i've (laughs) i've been there so many times but how did you regulate then because i know you have Mm -hmm. yeah so like i do a lot of eft i do a lot of the box breathing or the 578 um I just, um, I do like a lot of inhabiting. So just like rubbing my arms and my legs. I do like, you know, breath work and EFT have been the game changers for me. And then I'm still regulating every single day my nervous system because I do have an anxious attachment. And not only, not only in relationships, I have an anxious attachment with my phone. I have an anxious attachment with um, (laughs) social media and so many other things, you know? So like I do have a very dysregulated nervous system and it's not gonna be healed overnight. It's a process and I'm not healing it all day long. It's just when moments come up that I, I have the anxiety and it's just like, okay, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to speak my voice. It is safe to speak my truth. It is safe to share that with people. It is safe. It is safe. It's not about me anymore. So it's like a lot of rewiring that goes on a lot of, um, it's, it's a daily process when things like that happen or not daily, but like usually, yeah, because like, you know, like I can do my rituals in the morning and I can feel so aligned, but then something happens like an hour later. And it's just like, what tool do I have right now? I'm driving EFT. Okay. EFT, let's do breath work EFT while I'm driving. So it's like, it, it depends. It's very intuitively led and guided when it comes to that, but yeah, by breath work, um, EFT have been game changers. And just Mm -hmm. like that, telling myself that I'm safe, that is safe, that is safe. Mm. And you know, what's wild. And I have to continually remind myself two things. So many people on the planet are not doing what you're doing, especially showing up and speaking your truth in business, like the courage and bravery it takes but again, we create this like echo chamber of people and we're like, everyone is doing this. And it's like, you know what it took to even start a podcast, to even have an offer, to write a post, like for the world to see you. And then for you to regulate your nervous system and 
see your triggers and honor them. Right. Because what you're saying is I am the work. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if I can do this and shift, even if it's micro shifts, well, I can lead you through that too. So like when you said, I just want to like ask you a question before I forget um, that you gained weight in this current relationship you're in, how did that affect you as like in your body, in your embodiment practices, like, like you as a woman, your womanhood? Yeah, that's so good. So like, if I backtrack a little bit, I was in a relationship for eight years. He was my fiance. Um, I fell out of love with him and like two years, like eight out of eight years, the last two years, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. During that time I had gained like 30 pounds, Mm -hmm. felt terrible about myself. So then my next partner, he actually was a gym owner and he taught me about kettlebells and all of that. And so then we didn't work out because infidelity and all that and learned a lesson and stuff. But then flash forward now to my soulmate partnership, you know, I changed, you know, you, you eat differently when you have a partner, at least I did. Like if I'm being brutally honest, being full-time in business, because I didn't have a partner, I, I ate, slept and breathed this for all day, all like no breaks. So what did I do? I would skip meals. Because I'm going to what take time away from trying to write content and work with clients, or am I going to like take an hour to cook food? Definitely not. Right. So then you call in someone and they're like, we should eat food. And I'm like, okay, so now I've gained that weight or whatever. And what's been helping me is just reminding myself, like, I don't have to look like everyone else that I see on these Instagram models with these fucking filters. I can't stand it. I'm going to be okay with where I am now and love myself now. And what does love look like? Okay. Getting back into a more disciplined um, and consistent workout routine. I'm actually going to eat the food, but the portions that I want and not like, God, I want it all though. Like God, the carbs are so good. (laughs) know, in the wine and going out and having someone who is extroverted and wants to do these things with me, which for two years I was by myself, pretty malnourished and really unhealthy balance with business. Even though I presented it as like, you should be balanced in your business and you should take breaks. And I was like, not leading by example, Mm -hmm. but now I know, and I can see the weight as like, okay, thank you. I love you. You're protecting me. And it's the opportunity for me to come back home to myself, right? How am I going to take care of myself in partnership and finding the balance? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, gaining weight is also a trauma response to feeling safe, to help your body feel safe while it's going through so much stuff, right? Because I also gain weight and, you know, my background is fitness. I've been doing it for 10 years now. People know me that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like a fit junkie. I go to the gym every day in the mornings, like five 30 in the morning. I mean, not five 30, in the morning. Oh, like I eat healthy. Oh yeah. I, I, I love it. But something happened this year that it, I got re-traumatized. It had to do with religion and, um, sexuality. I got re-traumatized that I gained weight. So like normally I'm like 125. I'm like 140 something right now. Probably like 140, 141, 142. Like I fluctuate. And I, my go-to food, it sometimes is out of comfort, but sometimes it's because I am craving it. And before my body could not take it. Like I would eat pizza 
and my body would not take it, but I don't do dairy. So I only eat the pizza crust. That is the funny thing that I, I am, everybody knows me that I love pizza crust and that is my thing because I take away the cheese and everything and somebody else eats the cheese, obviously, but, um, I've been eating it a lot and I just like enjoy it. But then sometimes I do notice that when I have a lot of anxiety, I do resort to emotionally eating, but I'm conscious of it. I'm conscious of it. And while I'm eating it, I am still enjoying it. And my body doesn't react the same way anymore. Like I don't react the same way anymore. So that's when I know I'm like, oh, there's healing that has happened because this before I would have fallen asleep. And some days I do, but it's because I had um, stress or anxiety from previously before I was eating. So it's just been that battle that I gained weight. And a lot of people that know me in fitness, they just, I, I don't make progress. So there's been like also this shame around it that I am, I'm supposed to be fit. I'm supposed to be healthy. And here I am eating pizza crust and here I am gaining weight. I don't even look fit. So whenever somebody asks me, do you work out? I'm like, oh, I work out every day, but I'm like, but I don't look like I work out. I have cellulite. I have stretch marks. I have all of it, but I have a a nice booty too. (laughs) Yes. I have a very nice booty. And then I don't have, like, I have, you know, I like my curves right now. I gain a lot of curves. But this is funny. I was uh, talking to some guy, he's Christian. And one day I was just like being honest with him toward the end because I was not really attracted to him, but I wanted to, because he was a really good guy. He was not ugly, but I was just not attracted to him. And I kind of like, he was asking me why, why, why? So I finally said, I'm like, I'm not attracted to you. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I am not attracted to you. I can't, I tried and I can't, I cannot make myself. So he goes and he says to me something along the lines, like, so who are you? You were like five, three and you were like 144 pounds. Like, what is that all about? And he totally put like shame behind that. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, so he got in my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But I'm still the same weight. I'm still the same weight. But I, I, I understand the, the, the feeling behind it, gaining weight and then trying to be balanced in all aspects, the business, the, the you know, the health, the health, the, the, the friendships, the job, yeah. like everything. It's like, it's so hard to be in balance. For me, I tried so hard and it's like, I can't, I'm just going to enjoy it. If I want to eat pizza, I'm going to eat my pizza crust and enjoy it. And if I want to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym, but I am not going to be killing myself portraying that I'm so fit. And I do all these exercises when I am tired, I'm drained. Like I'm literally drained already. And I think it's this burnout behind showing up as someone I am no longer I am no longer that version of me. That version of me, she was amazing, a badass. She has so much energy. People used to compliment me at the gym. I'm not that anymore. And I have to be okay with that and let her go. Because I think I'm still trying to be that version of me who was a little younger. I just turned 38 and my energy is not the same. Oh man, that was so beautiful. Can we just talk about first how you tripwired his trigger response? Okay. We see you. We love you. (laughs) You could have been more loving, but um, for you to share that, it's like, that's so true though. And as women, we are conditioned to what? 
to never age, to never gain weight, to really not have any emotions. Don't be too crazy. Don't speak your truth, right? Like don't be too big. And for you to be like, I'm literally transitioning and transforming and I live with the cycles and like even the moon becomes full. So why can't we live? Yeah. And it's just like having a human experience. And I got so tired of the restrictive diets of um, eating the same food, being so structured. And I still like, like my human design, like I still like I'm huge on human design and I, I know you are too. So like I, I, my body type and the way my digestive system and everything, I do have to have structured meals every two hours, every, like I work my best like that. And I know that, but it came to the point that I felt so restricted that I was not enjoying my life. I was not enjoying the gym. I was not enjoying anything. And right now I go to the gym and I work out because I want to work out because I like how I feel like after it, I do it from a different mindset, not from ego anymore. Not because I want to look like I'm fit, like I can lift all of this. Like I cannot even squat right now because I hurt myself the other day. So, you know, so now I do it from a different energy and mindset. And that has been huge for me. And then it's just like, I, I stopped posting a lot about fitness. I used to post so much and I'm like, that's not me anymore. That's not my brand anymore. I just work out because it's part of my lifestyle, but I'm not working out anymore or posting for people to, to gain admiration like I used mm-hmm. to, or for people to see how fit I am, because that's not true. You know, now it's more like, oh, I'm just another person working out. It's part of my routine. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. I love that. And I wonder if maybe this was part of the thing for you, but for me, I post because I want to be the inspiration for someone. I want them to see there's another way of life and look at, I'm living it. So when you do shift or transition or whatever that is, and you can't be that bright fucking beacon all the time, it's like, who am I? Am I, am I damaging? Like, am I harming your journey? If I'm being me and showing the highs and lows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Cause like you being seen as fitness, right? Like you want to be the inspiration for people to be like, I want to be healthy. I want to be like her, like what her life looks so glamorous. She's so happy. And you're like, also I'm tired. I'm dead tired. And part of my human design, it's my defined spleen, which is all about health. I lead a healthy lifestyle, but right now, like I'm burned out a little bit. You know, like I don't feel healthy. That's also why it's out of integrity for me to be posting about like all these things. I post about my pizza crust <laughs> because, and this is what I got. Oh my God, this is so funny to mention too, because every time I would eat pizza crust or a burger or something, people would be shocked. Oh my God, Mary, you're going to eat that, but you don't eat that. Like people just like started associating me with just healthy food, nothing besides that you know, when, and then I used to feel like even shame, even like high, I, it got to the point that I was hiding what I wanted to eat, like a cheat meal or something just because like the comments and like, oh my God, people are, how are people going to see me? So like, it was just like very, um, I felt very suppressed when it came to that. 
So right now I post about the pizza crust because I think it's really funny that I eat pizza crust only and then I put the cheese on the side and I take a picture and I post it because it's it's really funny and people don't understand how much I love pizza crust because I really, really do. <laughs> and it's just like being kind of like a, this very, in this journey, especially with being, being re-traumatized for the past like three months and I'm still working through that. It's just been really funny and it's just being like this. I, I look at it from curiosity now versus shame you know but now it's just like okay like you know what i'm i'm just a relatable woman you know like i used to like you said i used to post i post i yeah i want women to be inspired by me but i also want women to see that i struggle that i'm in it that i'm messy that i'm chaotic still that i'm i'm just living my life my life like a cyclical woman mm. I have one of my friends, her name's Katie, Dr. Katie, and one of her core messages is your mess is your message. And I really feel that now. And I feel so much more aligned and free. And I want everyone to feel that way. Take people off pedestals, be you. You're going to find the most incredible people. You're like a magnet then because you're a human. And so thank you for sharing your pizza crust. I love it. Yeah. So like with with this statement that you said, taking people off the pedestal, how does that shifted your view on the coaches that you used to follow or the mentors that you used to probably look up to or hired? Like, how has that, that um, I guess, that mindset and the way you view them transitioned or shifted? That's it. I actually just thought about this the other day. So of course you would ask that. <laughs> um, it. I kind of look at it now as they're, how do I say this? They're out of resonance with me because they're only showing one side and one side is boring. And Mm -hmm. that's like hard to say, but I am a multifaceted human and I'm willing to be seen for all facets. And that's how I want my mentors to show up. I want to see the raw, the real and the success. Like I want, I want to celebrate you and I want to be there in your low, because like you said, it's resonance. I feel connected. I feel like I'm not in this alone. Has that happened for you? Yeah. And I feel like I trust more someone. And I know that struggle doesn't have to, you don't have to have a struggle story to be successful or to be my, or to be a good coach, you know, like I know that. But for me, I actually want someone who has gone through what I have gone through and who can talk about it and who doesn't seem perfect online or just talk about money or the wins or all of that like I I just can't and I used to follow a mentor like that for the longest time and I just like I just stopped following her and everyone's you know, she's amazing and everything but I'm like that just doesn't resonate with me I need someone that tells me the realness of entrepreneurship, of being a coach, of trying to grow your business. I need someone to tell me they cried yesterday or that, you know, like they, they were struggling with something and then that it, that it, this is hard or the procrastination or they they have anxiety. I want someone to tell me that what I'm going through, it's, it's still making me good enough to be a coach, mm, you know? That- and not someone that is just like, I can look at the impossible and the potential. Cause you know, I, I, I can't lose myself in the potentiality of in future envisioning and talking and manifesting, but where I'm at right now, I'm like, I need someone to tell me like, 
what they're going through. I need the humanness. I need the 3D experience right now. Mm, the yeah. depth. Yes, because I used to hire coaches who are pretty much in the 5D, very in their feminine energy, very flowy. And I love that. I actually absolutely love that. But I also need the other side. And I learned that, that I'm like, as much as I want a coach that is in in her feminine energy, that's not what I need. That's That hasn't helped me from mm-hmm. where I'm at, because that's just, oh, just what do you feel like doing? I'm like, I need someone to also help me, tell me this is the how to, you know, and it's okay if I'm at that place. And it, I think it's that, I don't know, you tell me that we are never too good for step one. Mm-hmm. Can you put that as a quotable? Everyone, can we just hear that again? <laughs> oh my God. Like we are never too good to go back to step one. And that's all oh, that. That's a lot for the ego to, to listen to, <laughs> you know, cause the ego is like, no, you, you, you're on step 10, but when you're actually like, no, I need to kind of go back to step one and then accepting that you are never too good for that. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like true masters are the ones without sure. We all have ego. Cause it's part of why we're a human, but if you can go back to step one and go through the journey again, I even think the journey will be different now because your energy is different. You have different clarity, different mindset. Yeah. And like, that is so like, my heart is so open right now. That was gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that kind of takes away the pressure that you feel like you have to be ahead. You have to be like, you've been doing this for so long. You have to, you're supposed to be somewhere else that you're not. And it's just like, oh my God, yes, I wish that was true, but it's not. And it's just like humbling ourselves and be like, you know what? I have to go back to the drawing board and go back to step one and go back to strategy, go back to the initial steps and then the feminine energy and all of those tools can come into play too at the same time you know but there's this thing that we can get lost when we're too much in doing this work of embodiment feminine energy we can get lost and not do any of the masculine energy um things that need to happen in order to have a business you know so it's it's just like this duality and then it's always like going back and forth back and forth like where am i like, where am I right now? Like, how am I feeling today? Like, what do I need to do to make, what do I need today in order to move forward to where I want to go? Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in the business world, um, because people don't really share their failures or what they're working on or the things they've had to work through that we see that. And we're like, why aren't we there? Like for me, I've been in business in five, like for five years, why am I not at consistent hundred K months? Right? Like, why am I not there? And what's wrong with me and why I, this is my soul's purpose. I know it to the depth of my soul. Why, why am I not further in the human constructs, the human religions of money and all that. And I also think part of the problem is that there are a lot of people out there who hide their shit, meaning they're actually burnt the fuck out. They're not in integrity with their energy. They have systems and people in place to post for, which is amazing, right? Like that's so great that you can be at a place, but for people who are maybe where I'm at or they're on step one, it's really kind of disheartening to be like, I want that. And what's wrong with me? Why can't I have that? You know, Mm -hmm. but it's the work. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, and it's it, it, it's so real. And I'm pretty sure so many women are going to identify with this conversation and what we are speaking of, because this is a truth. So many of us are here and we're or at the initial steps again, you know, a step one, not the rock bottom, but like, all right, again, building the bricks to have this successful business. And then we keep seeing all these coaches who did it so fast. And there's just like, it's a lot of inner work most of the days. It's just like, no, you have to be okay with where you are. This is where you have to be right now. There's something here for you. And it's just been a lot of ego death along with that, you know, because I think my ego was just like too big. (laughs) I feel like constantly the Phoenix, (laughs) like every year I'm literally dying and rebirthing and I'm like, is it going to get any less painful? Like what's happening? So what have happened since you made that post and to, cause that was like probably a few weeks ago that you posted that and how has your energy shifted? How has your business shifted since you took that layer of shame or multiple layers of shame off of you? I feel so much more free. And in my business, I have new people who are here for like trauma healing and they're stuck in certain places in their business and I can speak to it. But also it's like so much of the shadow work. Like people are like, oh my God, in integrity, this, you did this, or you're talking about this. Like I could never. And it's like, you could. And if you wanted to, it's amazing. And it's an incredible experience. And to be able to share it in my offers, I also increase my prices and people are buying because I'm so me. Like if you don't like me and what I have to say, you, there's like so many other people out here who can support you. So trusting so fully and my creativity is through the roof because I don't have perfection around it anymore. I don't give a F if I have like spelling errors, if it doesn't make sense, like I don't break it down anymore. So instead I just let it free flow. And that happens in IG stories. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fun. Um, I post way less in my feed now because I thought in order to be successful, you got to have a feed look this certain type of way. And you have to speak in this way. And like you said, Mary, I do long captions or content. Like if that's not your jam, don't read it. Hang out with me in stories. But what I post in there, I'm going to be really proud of. So, right. Like it's the, the authenticity and my energy feels much different. No, that totally resonates because I, it's just, ah, I tried so many times to make my IG, my Instagram feed so professional, cohesive. And I'm just like, but that's not really who I am. I'm like messy. I'm chaotic. I'm wild. I'm cyclical. Like I'm emotional. Like that does not, I'm not impeccable. Like I don't want a feed that's impeccable because that's so not me and I am not conventional. So having a feed that's very color coordinated and, you know, like I'm like, that's just not me whatsoever. I'm like the opposite. I'm a little rebellious too. I have so much rebellion in me. And I'm like, that just goes against. I want to post something that doesn't look good. Like, yeah. like a feed that doesn't look perfect or <laughs> Or, you know, like, like a quote and then an image and then a quote and an image and like, you know, have this very cohesive and very, no, I'm like, I, my, my feet doesn't look from a magazine and I don't want it to look like a magazine because my life is not a magazine. Mm-hmm. My life is mm-hmm. I my love life that. Is very messy. It's, it's, it's messy. 
Yeah. Messy and raw and true. And like freaking, if you want to go to the depths, like let's do that, you know? And I think part of the problem is you're sold in order to be successful. Your feed has to look the certain time way. You can only keep your caption between 102 words. And like, if you show up on stories, it better look like this. You always have to have a CTA and you're like, Oh my God, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. It came to the point that I was following this formats for writing captions and I was just like oh my god I have to do a hook like the first sentence I have to hook the audience and I have to do this and I have to do that and then at the end the call to action and this oh my gosh like I was just like this is too structure and I can I die with structure except when it comes <laughs> to my food I can structure my food because that works really good for me but when it comes to doing something else like structure that way doesn't work well with me so that's why like in the past few months, when I have posted, it gets a lot of engagement. It gets a lot of comments and, and just like the energetics of it, it's so strong. And I, and then I stopped feeling guilty for not posting every day. And I'm like, no, cause when I post, I'm going to post something that's going to resonate and that is really good. And that I'm really proud of instead of trying to force it every day. Cause I like, it's gotten to the point that I sit here in my desk and nothing comes through because I'm forcing it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, when it's going to come through, it's going to come through like, and it's okay. Like I'm, I'm at this stage that I'm, I had to slow down again to heal my trauma around religion because that's huge. And it has to do with sexuality and it has to do with men. And I'm like, this is just like, this is a, too much of a block that it's coming to, because I'm ready to shift it and heal it. But it's been really intense lately. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to show up when it's good, when it feels good and not feel guilty about it. And there's times that I feel like I should be doing this. And then that's when the self-care practices come in. That's when I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. If people see that I'm not posting every day and they leave me, then they're not my people. Mm -hmm. Your energy is the hook first. Totally. And I had... um... I had a mentor once they very rarely post, like they went a whole year without posting and they call it the Adele effect where you leave, Mm -hmm. but what you write about is so authentic and true and captivating that people will seek you out. And it's, it's so true. Those people that you love, you will literally like, I will scroll through. I mute a lot of people, but I will try and find if they post it. Right. It's the permission. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of us have to give ourselves permission. And we just don't do that. But you are leading by example. So thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. So I have another question for you. It's like, how has it been to start peeling the layers of this publicly and letting people really see you, especially those clients or people that wanted to hire you? And maybe they just did. How has that been? Because for like, for me, like when I, right now that I'm saying it I'm like oh my god they're gonna look at this if I post this and they're gonna be like I don't want to work with her like how has it been this journey for you that peeling the layers of to honor your truth and just being raw and honest with what you're going through Mm -hmm. so I have to say that my top three values in life are love freedom and trust and I decided this year that I was going to be that I was going to honor me first. I was going to go first. I was going to love myself first. And if people want to leave my life because of it, they can. I am okay. 
And part of the spiritual journey too, as you know, is you have to learn how to walk alone. You have to hold yourself in silence in the uncomfortable emotions that come up, but I'm not going to run away. Like I used to, I'm going to feel them because there's a part of me that wants to be seen. And the hardest part you've already touched on my ego. Oh my God. It's so loud, but that's not truth. So if I can listen to myself and, and be so free, like have no shackles on me at all. I have no shame. I'm not burdened or carrying anything that's so heavy because I chose to see it and honor it and love it. That's how I want to live my life moving forward. And not everyone is here for it and they can go find other people. And that's true. (laughs) That's so true because I feel like, and it's okay if we are like, we cannot be everything for everyone. You know, we cannot yeah, it'll be amazing too, but it's like they can find someone that is more in alignment with them, you know, and because that does the power, the power of the coaching when they come to you and you are just one-on-one, that is where the power is because if somebody that doesn't resonate with you starts coaching with you, the work is not going to have the same, the same, you're not, they're not going to have the same experience. The work is not going to have the same power. They're probably not going to do the work or there's going to be resistance. So it's like, it's so much better to just be honest and put ourselves out there and tell our stories, our struggles, what we're going through, because those people are going to hear us and they're going to want to be around our energy. Yeah. Or they break their contracts, right? (laughs) Like I've totally had that happen. And I'm so grateful that it did because And you said this too, every experience I've walked through, I can walk with someone else through because I know what that feels like. And so every time it's like, and they say this in the personal development, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you, but it's so true. (laughs) And I have, I call in clients who are mirrors of past versions of me. So it's like, oh my God, of course, like, of course you would come to me of all the people like, okay then let's do this. And then I feel so much more confident and potent and powerful. And they know they're going to get weird and they're going to get like spiritual and they're going to get just random things from me because they're like, it's you that I want to hire. It's not all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how can someone start being comfortable, like being in their truth and starting to peel the layers of to in order in order to be able to honor the truth to honor who they are and to just like start doing this work i think that's such a beautiful question for me it was a lot of sitting with myself and being really honest about the pain that was moving through my body and asking myself why is this wanting to be seen and felt and where is this stemming from? Do I have a pattern around this? Cause often I have a pattern weirdly. <laughs> um, is this from childhood? Okay. <laughs> or past heartbreak and sitting with it. And then looking at it with love that like, that's the core process for me is looking at the shadow. And then it's like, okay, I act as a Trinity. So I am the observer. I see the shadow. And then I look at the other light, the soul truth. Okay. Well, if the shadow just wants to be seen, then the love can be illuminated and I get to be this whole person. And so the next step after I honor it, process it, bring the love in, try to like loosen the shame, right? Loosen. Cause it's a human thing. Then it's like, I wonder if this could help someone else. I wonder if I shared this, maybe someone will get something out of it. And if no one gets anything out of it, other than me feeling free, that's perfect. Mm, that's so good. And what, 
I guess, advice or words of wisdom can you tell when someone is not showing up? There's um, there's a lot of fear. They feel stuck, lost, and they're just not putting content out there. And they, they're experiencing all this shame. Like, I should be posting. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like, what can you tell those people? That's such a good question. I actually have a trick. <laughs> so when I am feeling terrible or there's something I want to express, but I'm scared about it. I actually will pull up my sister, Heather, and I will write it to her in a text. And instead of sending it to her, I will copy and paste it and put it on social Mm. because she loves me no matter what. She is so here to hold me in my flaws and my pain and my wounding. And she always, always, always is my biggest cheerleader. So I will literally write to her like how I would write. And then I just share it on social. And those are by far the most powerful, impactful, engaging posts that I ever have, because you think differently, you think you're safe. And I also believe now going through this, that there are people watching you and who are so here for your journey. They're just like freaking lurkers, but they eat up your content, but they don't tell you and they don't give you hearts and they don't share your stuff. And you're like, where have you been? But I've had a few times now where women have reached out to me and they tell me, Ashley, I follow you on separate accounts. I'm afraid of you seeing me, which is why I don't engage, but my life is totally different now. Like I had a woman start a business and she felt safe to be a projector simply because I've been sharing my shit for like five years. And I know. And the thought of that, it's just so like, yes. Okay. This is why I show up and share my stuff, right? Because although I can't see it and my ego, God, my ego wants it. I know I'm making a difference Yeah. simply because I love myself enough to be free. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And one day, like, you know, when in a few months, in a few years, maybe next month, you're going to come back and then you're going to see like the road you have traveled and, and paved for yourself. And then when... I have no doubt that there's going to be a lot of success coming your way in abundance. But when those moments come that you feel like, oh, I made it because I don't think we ever made it, made it, make it, you know. But when you do have those moments, you're going to be looking back. And then if people come to you and be like, oh, you're already there. And you're like, no, but look how far I have come. Look at everything that I have been through my post, that pose that started everything, you know, this new liberation. So like, it's still like, a journey. And I think like it's, this is inspiring so much to just post, put myself out there and post and then share everything. Cause I'm like, I'm going to look back in, in six weeks or six months. And I'm going to be like, look, oh, wow. Like that post and how far I, I come like today from the day I wrote that. That, mm-hmm. that, and I think that's why it's so cool because all of your posts in your feed, if hopefully nothing ever goes down forever, mm. but it's your digital legacy of your journey and that's yours. No one can take that from you. And so the thought of that, and then it's like, and on top of you honoring you, oh my God, you're helping other people. Oh, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, like one of the, I stopped posting before I got re-traumatized because I don't really talk about my toxic, narcissistic, abusive relationship anymore. I really don't. I really don't write about it. But there's a this thing that I started TikTok and my TikTok blew up. It, like I had a, a video go viral. Like this was in November. 
Yeah. So like I, I was so into TikTok and I was posting. And then one day I just decided to start sharing my story and how I have transformed my life. Well, that ex found my account and just the context behind it, he's blocked. His friends are blocked. Everyone in his world is blocked from my life. And that ex from a few years ago, like he just like started trolling me under a different account. And I just like, I went into panic mode because that's never happened to me. And I just learned that if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be able to walk with the flip side. But the flip side of that was that he was going to ruin my business and my reputation. And I'm like, but that's never been my intention when I share my story. I'm sharing my story because it's my story and how I healed and how I'm helping other women navigate those relationships and heal from that. You know, it's like a motivation and inspiration that you can overcome them like I did, you know, but he took it differently. And then when I think about it, I'm like, I can ruin your career with Mm -hmm. one phone call. And that's never been who I am. And I'm just like, I cannot believe that there's people and I, and it it was, you know, that have the time to do this, to troll someone. And I'm like, did he even listen to the other videos when I also said that I was taking responsibility because I also brought in 50% into that toxic relationship with my codependency and things that I wasn't aware of. So like there was, I was like, I was like, I was just like so mad and I just stopped posting. I got shut down and it was kind of like the witch wound, the persecution that I felt like that energy. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a step back and I'm really going to sit with how I want to do my business because it's never been about telling my story, my story as a way that it's going to damage another human because that's not my intention, but it's like, how can I be okay taking a time? away from my business and just like not feel that pressure you know so when I saw your post I was like wow this is exactly what I have been going through lately you know because when you're going through the mess you don't feel like like no one is going to hire you if people and then I had so many people in my world telling me well in order to help others you have to first help yourself and look at where you are or look I'm like this is just a small piece of what I'm going through And it's about a trauma that came up in a plant medicine journey that I was not aware of. And I did not know it was going to come up. And now I still don't know exactly what happened in my childhood, but it's, it's the, something that I needed to do for myself. I just needed to take a step away, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's been, it's been really messy. (laughs) Well, and I think we assume that the only way you'll be successful is by constantly, constantly showing up and being seen. But there's also this really beautiful magic of the inhale and then the exhale, right? It's those moments in between the inhale and the exhale and knowing that both are needed. It's duality. And I'm sorry that that person did that to you and you had to, you know, go back and rest and heal. And also it's beautiful and divine timing but I think, whoa, he's an energetic match for that, mm-hmm. for all of that karma. And I think about that for the trolls too. It's like, you're triggered so much and you're, you're in so much pain that you can't come from love. Yeah, no. Yeah. And the things that he said are just so not truth, but I just chose to stop posting because I'm like, okay, I started posting about this, but this is not what I want 
this TikTok to be about. And he's just sort of saying things like, I shouldn't eat, I should go and get a real job, that I should stop stealing people's money for coaching, that I'm a hypocrite, that I'm this and then I'm that. And that I don't even get along with my family. And I get all these things that only he knew some stuff. And I'm like, uh, my family is not perfect. And nobody's going to shame me about issues I have with my younger brother. Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to shame me about that, you know, about walking away from that relationship. And then it was just that. And I'm just like, wow, how miserable do you have to be to do that to someone? Like, no, 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 no. So like, it was also a choice I could have kept posting, but I was like, you know what? I think this is time to take a step back and go back to step one. That, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, now the, the, this podcast that I'm so excited about, and thank you so much for being back. It's going to relaunch and it's just going to be this new I guess rebirth my I just turned my birthday just happened a few days ago so it's just like perfect timing and I waited and I was like you know what it's okay it it doesn't have to be on a timeline like everybody says it's gonna happen when it needs to happen oh my god um happy birthday are you a Taurus no I'm a I'm an Aries cusp Taurus so like I'm like April 18. And Taurus starts the 20, uh, the 20th. Yeah. So I'm like right on it. (laughs) What a perfect birthday gift to yourself to be seen and to be free and to be this version of you for other people to witness. Like, Oh, so good. Yeah. And I think it's just, it just came to the point that I'm like, I don't want people to see someone that I am not. And it's not like we don't do it intentionally that we try to portray this version of us that is perfect on social media. Sometimes like we post when we're happy, when we're lit up and it, you know, but when we pull down the curtains or we close the door or we turn off the cameras, we just want to be with ourselves, especially like I'm, I am, I'm a generator. So I do have a lot of energy, but I do have, I think adrenal fatigue right now. And it's like, I just want to cocoon. I just want to be with me. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to put my earplugs and I just want to be with me. I just want to do me right now. Nurture. Nurture me and then honor me and just have our intimate relationship with me right now. And it's okay. And I have to stop feeling bad that people who see me at the gym, they see that I am not this bubbly, high energetic person. First of all, I work out at five in the morning. Like that is (laughs) not going to happen. Okay. But, you know, it was this like that I'm like, oh, I have to be the same that I am online. And it was so much pressure. And when I read your post, I was like, that is so liberating. (laughs) Thank you. I see you. I honor you. This journey, epic. Like, oh God, I can't. And I can't wait to see what happens as you continue to like nourish yourself and move forward and, and be seen for it. Like what happens with your creativity, the clients you call in, it's another level. It's so worth it. Yeah, no. And I am so excited for what's to come. And I'm like, it's okay. We're going to start from scratch from step one. And that's what's needed for this next version and next um, path. And I'm just, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited. (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you tell us like one more ritual or self-care or tool that you use to help you kind of, um, in those moments that you are struggling? 
I actually come back to the side by soul often, mm-hmm. but a lot of it now, like I have breath alarms in my phone to remind me to consciously breathe. And each one has an affirmation on it that I'm wiring into my neurology. And so I do like box breathing and I'll do, you know, three or four rounds of that. And then after I just visualize myself owning that belief in my body and like what that feels like, because, you know, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagination. So you can rewire your neural pathways like that outside of that. If I'm being totally honest, something that I'm working on that I'm not good at, I'm a projector is rest and play. And I just want to do all the things, but really like I've noticed now, especially that it's spring. If I can just go for like a 10 minute walk, I'm like a different person. I'm not bitter. I'm like pumped to be alive, you know, Um, but it's a journey. So it's imperfect. And I'm just still like trying to get, get, get good at it, but I'm learning so much about that. Mm -hmm. So to go to nature, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, as a projector, like your energy, like you don't create your energy, you don't have this sacral defined chakra. So like you do need rest, but even it's our, it's a, it's like a collective wound that we don't know how to rest. There's a lot of guilt around it. There's a lot of shame around it. Uh, the productivity wounding, like you have to, you have to produce, you have to do this. You have to always be working in order to feel a certain way, but it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I am a generator and I also need to rest and play. Play is a huge part of my path when it comes to um, my jinky and where I'm headed and all of that play is a huge part that I always forget to do and to step into. And it's, not easy because we have been so conditioned, you know, and for me, it's another layer of uh, being an immigrant and -hmm. part of colonization that we are workers. We're here laborers. We're here to just work. And it's that thing. Even my parents, I see my parents, they don't know how to rest. If they're home, if they're resting, my mom has to be doing something, has to be watching TV, has to be like cleaning has to be doing something like they just don't know how to rest. Of course, like I never learned how to rest and there's still like that guilt around it. So like, how do you navigate your, like when those feelings and emotions come up of guilt that you should be doing this, you should be working, you should be more productive. Oh my God. I feel that all the time. (laughs) Um, I had a mentor tell me, and when he said it, I thought, this. It felt like an unlocking play is the vibration of spirit. It's so high. And when you're in that childlike place, you're actually, you're opening up to spirit, to source, to whatever it is that's supposed to channel through. So I always remind myself, I'm not great at it, but I remind myself like, oh my God, I wonder what's going to come through simply because I'm just enjoy simply because I'm going to go play because I'm going to be in a different frequency shifting out of the ego. Right but still work in progress because I feel you on, you know, having your worth and all those things. Um, what is the word conditioned you to tell you like, that's what it looks like. How efficient are you from eight hours and beyond? So I'm still working on it. Yeah. And you're a projector. You're only supposed to work like four hours a day. Like that's like the standard, you know, but at the same time, when you were lit up by 
working on something, it doesn't really feel like that exhausting work and labor, you know, because you are in your energy, you are in this lit up excitement type of um, place. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, thank you for seeing me. <laughs> but sometimes to my detriment, you know? So when I start, like, honestly, when I start feeling bitter or, um, like lower vibration and I know what those thoughts sound like then I'm like, Ooh, I need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And so from the last time that you were here and I should actually insert that clip of the question you answer about your truth, but a lot has changed for you. You have changed, obviously. So what is your new truth today of who you are? I'm going to just ask my heart what it really wants to share. I am the truth of my heart. And so I am going to honor that fully and completely, no matter what. And I trust and believe that on this path, I'm walking it and it's mine and I'm going to lead by example for others who are ready to walk with me. And for those who are not, I send them love knowing and trusting in their power. And I am of service when I am in my heart and in my power. That was so amazing. And that you just channeled that. Thank you. (laughs) Do you remember what you said? No. (laughs) I'm like, I felt that as channeling. That was beautiful. That was amazing. Um, So where can everyone find you? Ooh, okay. Uh, Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle is ashley.mondor. I mainly hang out in stories because it feels like play. And then um, mainly there, I hang out on Facebook too, but Instagram is way more fun. Okay. Okay. I need to get more into Instagram. Like I really do. Like I really do. I, I like stories. Uh, the posts don't feel that aligned and I don't want to do something that doesn't feel aligned anymore. I just want to do like you, like tapping to fun and things like that. So like, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll give it another yeah. try. I'll give it another try because for me, it's Facebook because I can write long posts and it's just my, my mom is there. So like, <laughs> that's how I connect with her on Facebook so I'm always on Facebook but um yeah but anyway is there any last words of wisdom or anything you want to share with um our audience I do also side note for you because you played with TikToks you should keep doing that if you felt creative and inspired there's a reason I also started TikToks but mainly to take my IG stories and have them live on forever (laughs) Oh my God. So it's fun for words of advice. I would say the biggest shift for me was allowing myself to feel the lower denser feelings without shame or a narrative. And when you can sit with those, you are so fucking powerful. So many people are so afraid of really sitting with themselves, but they want to be seen. You want to heal. You want to move forward. You want to go further, faster with more love, more joy, more abundance, more creativity, whatever it is that you want. You have to sit with your shadows. That was so good. And oh, one last thing, because I also want to honor this for you. Um, Do you have any offerings right now? Oh, thank you. I have a year long program that I'm currently in the middle of. And so it's called devotion and I drop a lesson once a week. I have group coaching in there and I created like, I had a friend literally message me and she's like, you know what you need to do? You need to create a witch wound healing subliminal. So that I have that now I have meditations for fear release and feminine energy and feminine archetypes. And really this is truly one of the most fun things I have ever done in my life because it's just me. 
Like, I'm like, I needed to heal this. This is what I did. I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I have the coolest, most aligned spiritual coaches, guides, healers, stay at home moms. Like I may have some new tattoo friends joining. Like it's so fun. And so if it, if anyone feels called, you can have a month, a month payment plan or jump in for the whole year. My work has to be longer because of the type of transformation I'm offering. Um, But it's, it's the work of my heart right now. And it's the best. You sound so thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, you sound so excited about it. So I'll put I'll plug everything in the show notes. So how can people find you connect with you? And I will post the post, <laughs> the post, <laughs> because it was a beautiful post. And I think it's something that needs to be more talked about. Um, coaches need to really like it would be not that they need to, but it would be so amazing if everyone shared more of their struggles and made people feel not so alone on this journey because it's not an easy journey I agree thank you I love you you are the I best love you too thank you so much for being back and I can't wait for this to come out and for everyone to connect with you thank you all right bye bye Thank you so much for being part of this conversation for Feminine Truth Podcast. This podcast is for you, for me, for us, for the Feminine Collective. Thank you so much for spending your time and energy with us. Share on Instagram and Facebook stories what resonated with you. And if you're listening to this and for anyone to get a hold of this podcast at Feminine Truth Podcast, and if you feel called to, Leave us a review, let us know your thoughts, let let us know how this has felt for you listening to the podcast. And the episodes are going to be every Tuesday, so I cannot wait to see you next time. Sending so much love.